the timeline is any time the next like four billion years or something. So we're probably good. <laughs> What's up, my brothers and sisters? Today's guests are my children, Zeke and Echo, uh, my niece, uh, Mackenzie, and one of our uh, neighborhood friends who is uh, pretty much adopted into our family and grown up around our household, gone on many a camping trip with us. And uh, we uh, had an opportunity to sit down and rap about our uh, summer vacation that we took up to uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, share a few thoughts about that and a few thoughts about uh, life in general and uh, where their headspace is at as 20-year-olds. And uh, so enjoy and uh, yeah, enjoy. Welcome to the Fireground Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Rain Gray. Here, we're going to talk about all things pertaining to life on and off the fire ground. The opinions expressed are mine and those of the guest. So, let's get started. I want you guys to, to share a little bit about who you are. So, just go around the room, tell me who you are, how old you are, what you're doing with your life right now, what your plans are, if you have any, for the immediate future. Wait, are we recording? Mm-hmm. Oh. So... <laughs> We've been recording for a few minutes, that. but it's oh. <laughs> so so. Take me around the room. I know I know you guys really really well, and I and I want the world uh-huh. to know you guys a little bit too. So let's start on my on my left here and work our way around the room. Who are you? My name is Echo Green. I am your daughter. <laughs> um, I am nineteen. I just finished my first year at BYU Hawaii, studying biology. So you're going to be a sophomore. So I'm about to be a sophomore. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. What are you What are you looking forward to in this second semester of your college career? Or sorry, not second semester, second year mm-hmm. of your college career. What am I looking forward to? Yeah. Oh shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot more people. That'll be fun. Living off campus. That'll be an experience. Um, taking chemistry. Not looking forward to that. So lots of things. <laughs> nice. So there's good and there's challenging and there's fun and there's. Yeah. It's going to be dynamic. Mm-hmm. Nice. And who are you? Oh, I am Mackenzie Adams. Um, I just graduated high school. I'm 18 years old. So I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, I'm not going to go to college right away. I'm going to work and save up before I go to college. Nice. College is expensive. So yeah. you, just, you just worked for a, a little bit of time here coming out, of, coming out of high school. What were you doing? Yes. I work at a pharmacy. I am just kind of like a cashier. Nice. How's that? How's that? Is like this is? Would you say this is your first job? This is my first job. And what's that like? It is awesome. This is like the best first job ever. Mm-hmm. I got Why? really lucky. Why? They are just the nicest people that I work with. Really nice customers. Um, pretty easy job. Not a lot of hard tasks. So. Nice. Yeah. So you were a uh, serious athlete in high school. I was. Do you yes. intend on trying to be an athlete in, in your adult life? Yeah, I want to try and stay with it. Uh, it's a big part of my life. I love it. What part of it? What part of it? Yeah, what part of it's a big part of your life? Do you like competing or do you like just the the training and physical aspect of it? Competing, just playing. I just enjoy being on the court and being with other people, teammates, and getting that connection with people, I guess. Yeah. I think, well... I, I have a serious v- love for that in my life as well, mm-hmm. so we'll talk more about that later. Okay. And who are you? I'm Jacob Hartwig. I'm uh, basically adopted, but <laughs> yeah, just good family friends. And uh, I'm going to school right now. I am just finished my second year, um, so I'm going to my third and uh, starting nursing school in like 17 days, <laughs> 16 days. Nice. What's so getting into nursing? What is the thing about uh, what is it about nursing that attracts you to that field? Uh, I think the basis of it is like hands-on helping people. Um, but then when I started taking classes, I kind of like that interests me. Like I took biology class. It's like wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> the human body is pretty amazing, mm. and. Uh, like I learned a lot. It, it's it's challenging too. That's the other thing. It's not like easy. So you have to practice. You have to study a little bit, which sucks sometimes. But mm-hmm. when you study, you learn. And then you look back at the semester and you're like, that wasn't terribly hard. Right. <laughs> In the moment it, it was, but um, you learn a lot. So. Nice. Nice. And last but certainly not least, who are you? Uh, I'm Zeke, uh, the son of Rain. <laughs> uh 
just wandering around taking classes. Uh, I hate making decisions, but I'm probably going to end up majoring in psychology because I keep taking psych classes. Um, you find yourself gravitating back towards psych. Yeah. I mean, like I keep taking psych classes and philosophy classes, and you can't make a living doing philosophy, so. <laughs> Unless you right. teach philosophy. Unless you should turn right back there. Get a PhD, and then you can yeah. start teaching. <laughs> <laughs> So we just got done um, on a uh, family adventure and um, that you guys all participated in. We hiked, we climbed tall mountains, we rode on horseback, we uh, rode down boats and rivers. And, uh, we did a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was great, right? Yeah. So what, were some of the, what was the highlight for you? Honestly, this was like the dream vacation. The dream vacation? Yes. I love dream it. Vacations. Tell me dream. more. All dreams? Yeah, full of dreams. Dreams came true today, this week. <laughs> it was the people I love doing the things that I love in the place that I love. Aw. That's a lot of love right there. <laughs> what will be specific? What, what, what was it that you, that you loved the most? There had to be one thing that you were like, this is the pinnacle for me. Oh, hiking. Just being surrounded Just by hiking. mountains and trees and clouds. Night clouds. Yeah. So is that something that we've, I, I feel like that's something that we've done a lot throughout mm -hmm. the course of your lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that why you love it so much? I think so. Just a yeah. big part of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who else? Who else wants to weigh in? I mean, to go off the hiking thing. Uh, the, the big hike we did was definitely awesome. But I think when we did the, uh, which one was it? It was just that little hike behind that restaurant. What? Like up on the mountain. Which we one? took the. On the second day. We oh, the, the second day. Oh, when we, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. when we took the tram up. We took the, not the air tram, the, uh, the smaller one, the one with the little box. The gondola. Gondola, that's the word. Oh, We took the right. gondola up, and there was that restaurant, and then there was that trail like, behind oh. the okay, restaurant. I didn't really think about it. It was behind the restaurant. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that trail, I was, we, it wasn't a hard hike, but it was just really beautiful. And we were hiking there. I was like, man, I love hiking. Like, this is so cool. We're literally, like, just walking through, like, the flowers and the, mm -hmm. the trees and then you just kind of break over it and it starts to, you start to go back, curve back around. Just that awesome view. Yeah. So we should probably explain to everyone where we were. Right? <laughs> so we were in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and um, the gondola that you're speaking of was at the Jackson Hole Resort. Yeah. And we, we took the, the eight-person gondola up and were able to hike the, I, I can't remember what that trail is called, but it's on the north side of the resort, and it just, it just follows a flat was rim. A cascade or... I don't remember, but it goes around the rim and takes you around these back bowls, huge views of the entire range. Uh, it's just amazing, right? The Teton. And uh, the um, the big hike you're talking about was in the Grand Teton um, up to Holly Lake. Yeah, that one was the one that was actually like really good. That was yeah. phenomenal. What, so what did you like about that one? Um, the view from altitude is better. I don't know. I liked it. I don't know, the mountains look different when you get up close. And we worked for it, too. Yeah. We didn't just fly up there. It's like we hiked up and then saw the view. Yeah. Just being above everything. I liked, like, being able to see everything, being up so high. I yeah. don't know. There, to me, there's something really amazing and magical about getting above treeline mm -hmm. and uh, seeing the these glaciated bowls that are, you know, carved out of the granite and the... Um, the the flora and fauna completely changes and um the air is crisp you can see you can almost see into the uh um you know stratosphere the sky is darker yeah. and a richer mm -hmm. color when you get up to altitude like every time i like do a, like a really like high altitude hike i always feel like i always think like this is like this is why the gods lived on Mount olympus <laughs> like, this is the experience that people are feeling like okay like this is something like special and like elevated well and then and then jacob brought up a really good point which is you have to earn that right like the gondola hike was cool yeah um you know we hiked maybe a mile and then we went and had dinner mm -hmm. and you get this beautiful view but you're there with a bazillion other tourists who rode the gondola up and that you know and nobody really worked to get there mm -hmm. but the holly lake when you have to go you know when the trail is going to take you 14 15 miles or 16 well, it ended up being 16 miles right yeah so I mean, you, it was like you, seven up right yeah, so let's just say seven miles up you know three thousand feet of climbing to get into this place where not there was very few people back there it was very yeah. secluded yeah so you get this isolated view 
an isolated location with this amazing view and you get to share it with just a couple of people. Mm -hmm. To me, that is just some of the best things you could ever do. Yeah. That being said, <laughs> I had a pretty big kick out of the Whitewater trip. No, yeah. That, oh, but yeah. that was actually like my favorite part of the trip. How so? Uh, I don't know. It's just more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's fun to be at the point of like at like the top of a mountain but like i don't know it's more dynamic when you're doing like uh rapids and stuff mm -hmm. kind of on the edge of out of control yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and like hiking is hiking you sweat like you you're used to sweating yeah. like you're used and to with, walking but then when you're white water rafting like yeah you're gonna get wet you, things are gonna change like the water's always moving you're always going forward and like i don't know what i feel like when i'm hiking the most like if anything happens to me i can just sit down <laughs> <laughs> yeah but if i'm whitewater rafting water is just relentless and it just keeps on pushing mm -hmm. so if you get tossed out of the boat you're out of the boat <laughs> you, you lose control right you don't have you can't just call a timeout right oh, okay yeah, stop yeah. timeout 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 okay okay reset no yeah well, like that's what's more interesting it's like the randomness and versus like like hiking's hard and like you feel like the pain and like you like but it's all like consistent it's all consistent mm -hmm. like pushing like when you're doing like something like whitewater rafting like it's like it, it'll, it'll be slow and then fast and like it's like ra like it's random you don't really know what's going to happen next you know right mm -hmm. like you have to you have to like be on your toes yeah i well what about horseback riding echo me horses yeah huh? uh it was fun i liked it that's it <laughs> yeah i don't know you got off that horse and were like, I want to be a cowgirl. Yeah. <laughs> That's every little girl's dream, right? I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. I'm not a little girl. I don't know. <laughs> oh. It was fun. It just. What was it? What was it, though, that, that really. Okay. It, you're basically hiking, right? Because you're going around a field, you're going up a mountain, but you get to do it with this other living creature and you have to, like, bond with them even when they're, you know, well, like. You have some compromise because your horse wants to eat the field and you want to keep going and then you have to like work with them and it was just new experience. It was interesting. Mm. What did you think about it? Um, I really liked it because um, after we finished, I texted my parents and I was like, oh, it isn't horseback riding. It's really cool. Was and it your first time? Kim? Yeah, my first time. And um, my dad shared a story about his, my great grandfather, um, how he used to do that all the time and he would go horseback riding and he would, you know, have to take the cows or whatever you do. And I don't know, it was just cool to like think, like have a connection. Cause I don't really know that much about that great grandfather. Like mm -hmm. I know him, but I don't know a lot of details. And so it was cool to see that side and have that connection with my family. No, that's really cool. Yeah. It, the, um, Interestingly, I was listening to a podcast earlier today on the drive. Another one. I'm always listening to podcasts. <laughs> and this gentleman was talking about being a, he's a professional snowboarder now, and he, but he grew up as a cattleman and his, you know, his fourth generation cattle rancher. And the um, connection that he has with the animals and the connection that he has with his family all the way back to, uh, you know, the way that they did business back, you know, a hundred years ago is the same way it is today. They get on the horseback, they got to go wrangle these cattle that are down by the river or down mm -hmm. in the mountains or wherever. They have to go get them and bring them back in, you know, um, bring them in. And uh, anyway, it is just an interesting connection back to, yeah. you know, the way it was done before. Yeah, and Back to our families. To the see. thing that he said that was really kind of cool was <clears throat> he uh, was struggling with becoming a professional snowboarder. And his dad, you know, his, his dad said, hey, as long as you're willing to work hard, you'll be fine. You know, whatever you do. And this is coming from a ranch hand, right? Yeah. So this man, you know, made a, a, a humble living, but through hard work. And the thing I thought was really interesting, and this is a principle that I think I would, you know, I wish we could all understand better, is the job isn't done until the work is done. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, hey, at the end, at five o'clock, you get a punch out. Because uh, if there's cattle that are loose and there's a gate that's broken, the gate has to be repaired before you can be done for the day. Mm -hmm. And I, anyway, you know, we talk about going on these trips and going hiking and doing stuff. Well, you know, if we say, hey, we're going to go to Holly Lake, you get to Holly Lake, you're only halfway. Mm -hmm. You can celebrate getting there, but, you know, you're not done until you get back to the car seven miles later. 
And some of those hardest miles are after you've accomplished the objective, and now you just got to get back to the car. Yeah. Although if you pick your uh, hike right, it's all downhill. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, but nonetheless, the point the point remains, right? Right. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Right. So, what else in this trip was was uh, was fun for you guys? We didn't even talk about Yellowstone yet. We went to Yellowstone. Tell me about Yellowstone. Yeah, so we drove to Yellowstone, and uh, I mean that's definitely on been on my bucket list. So now that's scratched off. Like I never actively thought about going to Yellowstone, but then like, hey, we're going to Wyoming. Oh, we're going to Yellowstone. It's like it's pretty cool. It, I mean, it, it's cool to see all the the springs, the like the prismatic spring and all the the hot water springs there. It's like kind of otherworldly because you're driving through and you see like steam over here steam over here and uh yeah like uh what's interesting about yellowstone is that like reminded me a lot of like the white mountains except like then mm -hmm. you'd see like a steam thing like oh right i'm not in the white mountains yeah well in what way what way did it remind you of that uh just the landscape was like really similar like meadowy and then foresty in like the same kind of like way i don't know i have colors kind of the rolling yeah kind of rolling hills not giant mountains but rolling yeah And then far out in the distance, there's just this hot steam coming out of the ground. You're like, oh, this is a giant volcano. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we we talked about being, you know, a little nervous about being on top of a mega volcano. Like well, that. Super volcano. Super volcano, sorry. <laughs> uh, like, I wouldn't say nervous. Like, because, like, if the super volcano blows up, like, you don't have to suffer any of the consequences if you're at Yellowstone. Exactly. So, so that's how we got rid of our nerves because, hey, what, you know, if it goes, it goes. And also, like, the timeline is any time in the next, like, four billion years or something. So we're probably good, <laughs> statistically. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So the other thing I said that I saw Yellowstone that I had never seen before, never even realized was a thing, was the, the quote, Little Grand Canyon uh, yeah. that they have there, that, that big old, I you know, it's deep canyon. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember what river it was that went through there, but uh, man, I think it was the classic Yellowstone River. I don't know. We're full of missing, full of bad information. <laughs> so we have Google. beautiful waterfalls and river that run through the Little Grand Canyon. And that, mm -hmm. the thing about Yellowstone that I thought was really fascinating is there's there's plains, and then there's this, you know, the of course there's the uh, geysers that are. Uh, you know, the most popular ones like Old Faithful went and saw Old Faithful and we show up and 10 seconds later off it goes and, you know, kind of anticlimactic actually. Yeah. But, it's just water you know, but when you realize what's taking place there, that there's, you know, these body of, uh, these thermal, you know, pockets underneath the earth that are heating up the groundwater and causing the groundwater to bubble and boil, uh, pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Pretty impressive. It's powerful. Yeah. And then we did see what? We saw one bison and any other critters? Uh... A lot of eagles. A lot of eagles. Oh, no, wasn't that, at, that wasn't at Yellowstone. No, it wasn't at Yellowstone, but we did, throughout we did the course see. of our trip, we that did see. That was our scenic whitewater. Or not, and we saw not whitewater. Scenic <laughs> but scenic, scenic on river. river trip. On yeah. river rafting. So on the river trip, we saw, what, like 15 eagles? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was so cool. A lot of juveniles and mm -hmm. older eagles, too. Yeah. And uh, what else did we see? A bear. Oh, we did a see bear a bear. Behind. I love <laughs> bear. We saw the backside of a bear. That's right. And everybody had stopped. Yeah. Stupid. I think that was it. We didn't see any. We didn't see much. Well, we've seen a lot of deer. We've seen a lot of elk. We saw coyotes here and there. We saw coyotes. I mean, I did. I saw did. That was what you think. Oh, yeah, we did see a little fox. Oh, yeah. what were they called? The marmots. That's what we oh, saw. Oh, little fat marmots. Yeah. Yeah. You know, interestingly, the marmots here seem fatter than any marmots I've ever seen. Yeah, we saw know. a lot in Sierra Nevada. Yeah, the Sierra Nevadas and marmots were kind of—they just weren't as—they're were about the same size, but not as wide. Yeah. Well, she said they're about to go into hibernation, so they're all really fat this time of year. Yeah, but I mean, maybe they're just larger than Sierra Nevada. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Maybe they're, yeah, they just get fatter. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. So now this trip has come. We're winding down. We're, we're headed home, right? So now we're in the hotel on our way home. It's all sad. But, uh, what, what next? When do you, uh, when do you go back to school? Three weeks. What are you going to do between now and then? Mm, no plans. Not really anything. That sounds exciting. 
<laughs> Maybe you can come to work with me one day and ride. Come do a ride along? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and when do you go back? Uh, I don't know, like a couple weeks is uh, it, later. Is it in the, ni- the 19th? Uh, I don't I know. S- whatever, whatever the day is, I don't know. I assume we start the same day, but maybe not. For, I mean, yeah, probably. Sometime in the same window. Yeah. Do you have a job <laughs> to go back to? Yes, I do. They offered me to stay at that job until I move away. Oh, okay. So, so you're still working on plans with your sister on what you're going to yeah, do next. Yeah, trying to figure out, find a place to live. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. You guys know that this podcast is about public safety and firefighting and, and you know, you guys have been around the fire service your whole lives, right? And I say that mm-hmm. as, you know, as, as members of the, the fire family, you know, you guys have been aligned with the fire service and as long as you can remember. What are some things that you guys think about as you know, the fire service or things that you know about it and being a child of a firefighter, what's that like? Uh, I don't know. I don't like have any, I feel like I don't have any qualified opinions about like topics within the fire service or anything, but, uh, um, definitely used to the schedule. <laughs> yeah. What is it, so what is it that you, well, let me ask you this. What do you, what do you like about it? What do you dislike about it? What do you worry about or what, what concerns you about it or whatever? Like, somehow you're always home and always gone, and that's both a positive and a negative thing. So so when he's home, he's home, and then when he's gone, he's actually gone for, like, extended period of time? Like, you're always uh, around, like, when, like, we needed you and stuff. But, like, I don't know. Didn't feel, like, smothered or anything. <laughs> it was always 24 hours when he was gone. Even if I smothered you, you got a break. At yeah. that point. You did have an opportunity to get a break. What, what did you? What about you? I don't know if this is any use to anybody, but when I was 15, you let me do that ride along to take pictures for my photography class, mm-hmm. and I was reading back in my journal, and I wrote that this was like the best day ever. It was like the best day of my life because <laughs> I don't know, it was just so much fun, and I got to see everyone on the truck was just so nice, and they were so kind to all the people they went on calls with, mm-hmm. and um, after taking that EMT class and figuring out like kind of finding out what it's really like kind of you know mm-hmm. and like what a big sacrifice it is and what a stressful job it is it just made me appreciate it so much more like the type of person who chooses to dedicate their life to helping others and every third day their entire 24 hours is like you get up whenever you need it and you go and you help people no matter how tired or sick you are you just go or how sick and tired you are <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> learned to appreciate it i really like it yeah well, and you, you know, you've, I feel like it's helped kind of inform some of your thoughts about, you know, biology and medicine and kind of going down, headed toward that path. Because, mm-hmm. you know, kind of inspired an interest in, in, well, in medicine, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. even know if I would be going down the medical field if you weren't my dad and you didn't help me with my anatomy homework. <laughs> right? <laughs> I never helped you with math, but I'll help you with anatomy. <laughs> well, and you told me stories about... That guy who lost his foot, and then that lady who, I don't even remember. Crazy stories. Yeah, there's mm. lots of stories. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely helped oh. a lot. Well, so what do you think, Mackenzie, as a, as a niece of a firefighter? What, what are your thoughts? I remember as a little girl not really understanding what you did exactly. I just knew that you were a firefighter, and so in my mind, I just pictured you fighting fires every day like putting your life mm, that's how i picture it too <laughs> and you know as i've gotten older i realize it's not every day it's not as dangerous as i thought it was but um i remember thinking um how cool it was that you were so willing to just help and always be there and just um be willing to um provide your services all the time and like i remember you not being um around whenever you'd visit all the time and being disappointed because you'd be working but i think i kind of understood why you were always gone mm. and yeah oh you guys make me feel good <laughs> <laughs> uh, i have a probably better answer than my last answer i mentioned like you shouldn't like i, I don't know I, like, like i should have been asked stuff last because like, i have to think about stuff okay. uh, when i was like a little kid like 
it was like kind of a bragging rights dad job, right? Like my oh. dad can totally beat up your dad because my dad's literally saving lives and crap. But like honestly, the thing that's that's really... actually true: saving no, lives yeah. and crap. But like the thing, the thing that like really impacted me about your job was when I started getting older and started having conversations with you about it and the nuances of the job and like why you did this job, right? Like it's not just like, it's not just because it's a cool job. It's because like you like really cared about doing something that was good and like helped people and like not, I don't know. And like all the other jobs that like and careers and stuff that like I saw were like really, I, like selfish you know like when I thought about doing business and stuff or like going into that direction I always thought like like well it's all about making money and not about like the job and like your job was always about being a cog in the machine of like helping people and like making society better and stuff and like I feel like that I don't know I feel like that informed an ethical intuition of mine like, I don't want to do something that ends up hurting someone in an accidental way. I want to do something that, that's all about or informed by trying to help people, you know? Mm. Oh, man, I like that. And the conversations about fire dynamics can be interesting, too. <laughs> right, yeah, because I, I perseverate on that a little bit, don't I? Yeah. Don't get off that topic too often. What about you, Jacob? <laughs> As an um, accessory. Yeah. In this family, yeah, I, I don't know the the day to day like living with you because I mean, I, and I we've gone on trips, but I'm not I'm not in your everyday life mm-hmm. at your house or anything. But I mean, I've done some I've done I think two ride-alongs with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while, but so in those ride-alongs, I've I've learned a lot, just like about what it is and like how things operate. You kind of just like chill out, but you're not actually chilling. You're like ready to go super fast if you get a call. Um, and yeah, all the guys are always super nice and just kind of just shoot the breeze until, you know, until it's game time and then they're, you guys are set to go. <laughs> but with you and along and with, with some other people, like I, there's a lot of people I know that are in the medical like industry. John Voorhees, mm-hmm. he was a pararescue in the Air Force and, uh, I know a couple nurses and a, a doctor, maybe two doctors. And so just being surrounded by people in that field I think that's kind of what has pushed me towards medical field as well and it's like I don't think it's quite coincidence that I'm heading you know into into the medical industry or uh you know health health services kind of impacted me in a big way without me realizing it just from being surrounded by people that you know are professional and respectful and just their job is helping people like that's what they do (laughs) to make money and you know it contribute like Zeke was saying. It, it's like a cog in the machine of helping people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is a good way to put it because it's there's a lot of people doing what you're doing, um, and so it just it's one little piece. But I mean, you're gonna you're gonna help somebody's life. You know, you're gonna affect somebody in a time of need, or you you or really any medical professional is gonna be affecting somebody's life in a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you guys are hitting on something that's really, really important, which is the um, the value that your job can bring. Um, when I, you know, when I was kind of going through school and working retail, there's there's value there, right? You're providing a service to people, and I started to kind of weigh what the value of that service was, and I began to realize as I you know matured a little bit. You guys are there way before I was. But as I began to mature, I started thinking about what that, um, what did I really, really want from my work? What did I want it to look like at the end of the day? And providing somebody, you know, a backpack or, a, you know, providing them a commodity had limited value because they go use a commodity and off they go. But then when I started realizing that the, the medical field, fire service specifically for me, there's an opportunity to, to have an impact on someone's life uh, when they are at a very low point. And sometimes it's the lowest point they've ever been. Um, and sometimes it's just, you know, sometimes they, they have chronic health problems and this is a repeated low point, but, but you get to come in and be a subject matter expert in a given area and support and, and lift and, 
direct and educate people. And that is a, um, you know, and I joke around, I say, you know, we get to come in and rip them from the clutches of death. <laughs> and sometimes we do literally do that. And, you know, you get into the medical field, people will come in and, in absolute crisis and you're going to have an opportunity to rip them from the clutches of death uh, because you have a level of expertise that can have a positive impact. That's really, really cool. So, um, you know, for me, that's been such a, a re rewarding aspect of the career. And I'm glad that that's something that, um, that, that you guys kind of picked up on and, 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 and see the value in that and see how important that is to me. Cause, uh, you know, if, if I taught you anything, I would hope that that would be that that's what's important in this job. It's not about, it's not about, you know, the t-shirt and the helmet and looking cool and having your arm hanging out the truck window. <laughs> you know, those are small little details that come with the job. But the reality, the core, the core function of the job is to serve the community and using a skill set that allows you to provide that service is really, really cool. So for you guys, one of the things I would, you know, I hope that you as you move forward in your education and your and your schooling and your work, et cetera, that you, whatever it is you choose to do, you see, you seek some type of deeper value in it. And I think that, you know, Zeke, your comment was right on the, was right on the money. I think that you're, you know, you're recognizing that how important that is. Should you be compensated for that? Sure. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being compensated for that. But, but if you, if your focus is just on the compensation, you know, for me personally, I feel like you're missing the mark. There's so much more to be gained from what you're doing. And if your life's work is, there's more value that can be had in it. And that's, uh, that's worth seeking in my opinion. So well, I'm glad you guys are <laughs> glad you guys are thinking about that stuff. Cause that's, um, you know, I'm spending, it, spending lots of money, so I better be thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. You're, you're investing time. You're investing energy, et cetera. You guys are there at, you know, in your early 20s, kind of starting to figure that out, and that's huge. Uh, it took me, uh, I didn't find the fire service until I was 27. You know, I did a bunch of different things before I landed there. Yeah, although, like, still, like, I don't know what I'm going to end up doing. Like. Yeah. Yeah, but you're you're recognizing the, you're recognizing the, the base value that you have to start with. Right. Then now when you start looking at different things, you're measuring it against this value set that you have. Right. Right. So, um, this is why one of the things I tell you guys to do, I, you know, in the fire department, we were talking about riding along, right? Mm -hmm. Go and go ride along on a fire truck. And if you really want to be a firefighter, you're going to see firsthand what it looks like. Then you can make a decision. And what do I tell you guys all the time? Right, about a that. lot of things. But yeah, you have a lot of <laughs> about riding about riding along. I, but the big thing is, is like if there's an oh. industry out there that you think is of any interest oh, yeah, at all, like, uh, spend some days in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. go talk to somebody who's there. And, and, <laughs> okay, we apparently I need to repeat this lesson. <laughs> if there's if there's an industry out there that you're interested in, find somebody who works in that industry, go and ask if you can shadow them for a period of time, you know, for a couple hours or a half a day or whatever, and see what it is they really do. Because you may have this idea in your head about what the job looks like, but actually going out and, and standing side by side with somebody when they're conducting business, so to speak, you're going to get a really good idea of what's actually happening. So you know, I would say to anybody who's listening to this, if you have any interest in the fire service, go and ride along. See what it looks like up close and personal because you, Echo, when you went into the ride along, you saw car crashes and medical calls and you see an exploding paint cans or something like that. What oh, was yeah. it? Oh, yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> it was a paint truck that crashed. Paint truck that crashed and paint oh, was everywhere. Nothing right? very So exciting. you see. <laughs> it was a nosebleed and then a car crash. <laughs> right? Yeah, you do see a lot. Very exciting. <laughs> this old lady ended up bleeding like all over her floor because of like, oh, I don't know, she was anemic or something. Oh, no. Is that, right? I don't remember. I don't know, but, like, there was a lot of blood, and it was not that big of an, an injury. Like, right. Well, you did that other line of ride along where you ended up sitting on the fire truck for five hours. Yeah, I didn't see anything. <laughs> that was horrible. Huh? Wait, why? Were you stuck in traffic? Like, <laughs> no, no, I wasn't a, allowed on the call. No, oh. Echo was kind of young at the time. We had a, like a serious 12? pediatric code, mm -hmm. and it was a very traumatic situation in a daycare. So, yeah. Um, oh. But... You, I learned things. You were present. You saw <laughs> these there. people. You have no idea. I was Googling so much on my phone. You came, oh, you came out and you told me what was happening. So I was like searching and Googling. And I went down a rabbit hole. I learned a lot that day. All right. So there's a learning experience that happens when you go on a ride along, even when you don't get to be 
right on the call, mm-hmm. right? So, anyway. So this isn't firefighter like exclusive. You mentioned if you're interested in something, do a ride along, or you know at least talk to somebody and, and get their two cents. So I actually did a 24 hour ride along with Diana Chamberlain. Mm, yeah, and she's a she's a flight nurse, and she's been a flight nurse for over 30 years. So that means she's been a nurse for 35, 40 years. Like she knows, she knows what she's doing. So yeah, I had the opportunity to ride with her for 24 hours about a year ago, year and a half ago. I think just a combination of riding around with firefighters. I rode with you twice and then I rode with her. Like it was, it's exciting. Like it's different. I didn't, that's one thing that appeals to me. It's like, it's not a nine to five. It's like you said, you go home when the work's done. If, if you know, some accident happens and you're, working past your seven o'clock, you know, shift, <laughs> you still got to, you're on the job. You're, you're trying to, you know, finish whatever you're working on. And, uh, yeah, so I did this 24 hour ride along and same thing, like learned a lot and you just got to meet the people in that field. And we did, we only got one call, but it was, it was pretty exciting, but also, you know, there, there, there was a fatality. There was a death. So it's like it's kind of a humbling experience. Like it wasn't tra- It wasn't like traumatic or anything. As far as like it wasn't like a car accident or anything. But like it, I, I, I reacted well, and I, not I don't say enjoyed it because you know it is what it was. But um, I wasn't turned off by it. So kind of another realization that I was kind of going in the right direction. I wasn't freaking out. I wasn't. Like, I was pretty level-headed and just kind of observing and taking in what I could um, just during the whole during the whole ride-along. So, yeah, yeah, definitely anybody who's interested in anything. It doesn't have to be necessarily in the medical field, really anything. If you have to, Google, Google somebody or Google a company and just call them and ask them if you can shadow or do any sort of ride-along. Yeah, even if it's just a conversation, right? Yeah. So there's something about, you know, the the very first time you see, um, if you're going into the medical field, the very first time you see um, a dead person, right? There's a a, a very visceral experience that you have. And knowing how you're going to respond to that is, uh, it's interesting to have that experience because you can read about it in a book, you can Mm -hmm. hear people talk about it, but until you're present uh, with somebody who's, who's passed on, it's a, uh, it's transformative experience and being able to process it and maintain a certain level of subjectivity and and perspective Mm -hmm. because people can get, have a tendency to get, uh, or can get emotionally wrapped up in these things, but recognizing that there's a process at place here, it's biological and that you can interrupt that biological process with medicine. Um, and sometimes you can't, Mm -hmm. and that's, and I will tell you this though, there's nothing wrong with enjoying being able to have a hand in that experience, if that makes sense. Knowing that you have a skill set and knowing that you have the opportunity to do something on behalf of somebody else is a huge, uh, uh, you're a huge asset in that environment. So getting all that training and then showing up and being able to, you know, enjoying being able to pull your knowledge out and put it to work on behalf of, of another human being yeah. is a really valuable thing. And that's what we were talking about before is the value in that work. And that's one of those things that you get out of that, um, that you get in return mm-hmm. for doing that. So, and I don't know nothing. I don't know anything yet. And I'm, I'm going to gain a lot of knowledge. And yeah, like you said, just being able to apply that knowledge at some point. Mm-hmm. And then well, just, yeah. Echo and I were talking about this today. So she got her EMT cert and she's, you know, you're talking about kind of being nervous that so you're not going to have this, this, you're not practicing this, you're not practicing it. And what if something happens someday and you have to be called upon to whip out the knowledge? <laughs> you don't remember that conversation? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, impactful uh, conversation. I guess it was deep. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> I was thinking, though, I had some thoughts. Yeah, what's up? Um, it was kind of the opposite of experience. I was doing fine in class, and I was like, blood and gore is fine. I can like, handle it, you know? And then we had all these, what are they called? Like, situations, but, like, they would act it out, and you would, like, practicals, like, practical oh, exams. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 
and I was all fine. Like they were fine. I was doing well until we had this one random one in the middle of class. They didn't warn us. This woman comes screaming into the classroom, holding this mannequin baby and just like screaming that her baby isn't breathing. And then like some kids like jump up and help her. And like, that was the moment when I realized that that was my boundary, you know, like I can handle this and I can't handle this. And I kind of had to like admit to myself and it was really hard like admitting that you have a weakness, admitting that yeah. I can't handle this, I couldn't do this job because of this, and it took taking that class to realize that, and I don't know, that was interesting. You have to know your boundaries. You have to know how far you can go and how far you can't go and what you can't do. You have to be able to admit that to yourself. Mm. So do you think that you could handle emergency situations in a more controlled environment? I like, think. like, so say for example, like, like, like if someone runs up to you in, in the middle of a busy mall with a, you know, a choking baby versus an emergency department where the situation is a little bit more controlled. Like a hospital emergency department? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I think that's what I learned. But like I need more control. I like emergency, but I don't think I can handle emergency. Mm. I don't know. And I had to admit that to myself and it was very hard because I love emergency so much to tell myself you can't handle this. You need to find something else to do with your life. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Were you going to say something, Z? Oh, speaking of admitting things, uh, I meant hemophiliac. When I said <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you said what? When I said anemic earlier. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> okay. If it, was well, a, yeah. if it was a biopsych question, I probably would have had a more uh, correct answer. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> All right, well. Thank you for redacting and correcting your statement. Anyway, yeah. Don't think that answers your questions, but that's what I was thinking. I don't remember my question now. (laughs) Uh, Control environment. Oh, no, no, no. I think that does answer my question. So, Echo, since you had that experience in uh, in your EMT class with the one the lady ran in with the baby, and, you know, you talk about you suddenly you felt like emergency may may not be emergency response may not be where your your strength lies how does that change your your progression your academic progression your thoughts toward the future etc hmm. um well i figured out i didn't want to get a job as emt so i did <laughs> not do that and then little things started happening in my life that led me down different paths like um sitting in that car waiting during that um, Pete's call, he died of sudden infant death syndrome. So I started Googling that. And then that took me down this rabbit hole of like prenatal and postnatal, like health and motherhood health and blah, blah, blah. Then I was watching this show about midwives. It's so good. I recommend it. It's called <laughs> The Midwife. It's about midwives in London in the 1950s. So good. Never mind. Not important. And then um, I was very interested in my own health. And so I started looking at female health. And it just interests me so much. And then I've done some international traveling and I realized that, like, I don't know, I want to spread female health across the world because I feel like um, I read the statistic that, like, women between the ages of 20 and 50 are, like, the most under, um, misdiagnosed of any population. What were the ages? Like, 20 to 50. Like, young females are, like, the most misdiagnosed. Anyway, so I just thought... It just brought me down this path that I want to probably go into female health. That's a large, like, age group. 20 mm-hmm. to 50? Well, I mean, it was yeah. 30. I don't know. I mean, like, historically... Oh, yeah. I'm not doubting you. <laughs> like, historically, <laughs> so a lot funny. of studies were performed, like, uh, medical studies were performed primarily on data sets of men, before, like, until, mm-hmm. like, fairly recently, like, in the, like, probably, like, the mid-20th century. Like, that's just, that astounds me that that's... Yeah. If... You know, that's the statistic that that age group is uneducated or... No, no, not uneducated. Misdiagnosed, sorry, not, not yeah. educated. Is that a um, an, an area of study which is just women's health? Or is it more specific like uh, OBGYN or is it along those kind of categories? Along those lines, yes. <laughs> which which one? <laughs> women's health is kind of a broader... As a broader sense, yeah. Just like, I don't know, it was emergency medicine. I roll that out. I'm moving on to this next thing until I roll it out. That was just... Okay. Oh, cool. I don't know. I'm talking too much. Can I ask <laughs> <those questions? laughs> Well, that, I mean, so I don't know specifically about, like, 
like that, like misdiagnosed and everything. But I just that reminded me of what I learned in I think it was Bio two hundred one, which is Human and Anatomy Physiology two, like the second class. But we learned about like hormones and like just you know male male hormones versus female hormones, and I mean the female body is like super complicated, <laughs> like there is a lot to it, and so like it doesn't surprise me that being misdiagnosed is that common just because it's like that there's so much more about the human body you know male or female that we just don't know about right and we're let's still be, learning let's be clear dude you're a dude you will never understand <laughs> exactly <laughs> in the female body there's this one girl she said that she um didn't go to the hospital because of her appendix. Like, she had appendicitis, and she didn't go to the hospital because she thought she was cramping. Oh. And that just shows how, like, women don't, like, take care of themselves because they think it's normal because it's yeah. just cramps. You're just complaining. You're just, it's not that bad, you know? Well, and women are tougher than men, so. Yeah. yeah. There's like, that, too. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> there was a sleeping medication that was primarily tested on an average between men and women, uh, that uh, was prescribed way too much for women. It was a, a, too high a dose, and it led to a lot of like uh, problems because women were taking too high of a dose because the average wasn't done right. Because like people don't know how to, people haven't done the right kind of research, right? They they would average the total and not like and, and prescribe the average for mm. an average metabolism, but not like a specific population's metabolism. Oh, interesting. So they were, that wasn't they were was gen- they were like generalizing. Yeah. So Kenzie, oh. what do you what what do you want to do? What do you see what do you see for yourself in the future? I don't know. People keep asking me that and I keep saying I don't know. Like nothing I don't know, I can't find anything that I really, really like. I mean Are you talking about like career wise? Yeah, career wise. Well, and I'll tell you, Kenzie, you don't need to make a decision now. You have plenty of time to figure it out. Close quote. And okay. I think that's <laughs> Yeah, I've said that a thousand times. That a big part of going to school and working is, you know, in this this early part of your 20s is figuring out what's important to you and figuring out where you want to spend your time academically or what have you. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Okay. I won't. <laughs> Try not to, at least. <laughs> It'll come with time. Yeah. So... Um, it's getting on this studio. Just, I've been sweating in this whole studio. Time. <laughs> Very fancy studio. Yeah, in the fancy hotel studio. <laughs> so, uh, third floor doesn't help. Does that make More it worse? Third floor. Yeah, heat rises. Oh, I thought you said third. Higher elevation. <laughs> Not significant. What are well, the fire dynamics of this hotel room? <laughs> Can we emergency exit out of the window? Third That'd be floor. dangerous. There's a pool. Oh, yeah. You can make it to the pool. I don't know. Do you think we could jump into the pool? I, no, I can't reach it. Oh. <laughs> what do we do uh, if there's a fire? Sprinklers die. Exit. Stay below the smoke line. There's, there's only is, one exit. Aren't you supposed to have two exits? Sprinkle. There's an exit down the hall. Okay. <laughs> Goofs. You, you didn't pre-plan the building. You didn't. Pre-plan You're the firefighter. The <laughs> <laughs> All this talk about we might have to, you know. Go back on what all the nice things we said. Yeah, you don't, don't rise to the occasion. You follow your level of training. Rain gray. My wife booked the room. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> hey, hey, don't throw her in the bus. This is you, Mr. Career. Let's wrap up, Zeke. Final thoughts. Uh, I don't know. Oh. We'll come back to you. Final thoughts. Yeah. I'm grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you, Dad. Nice. That's I what I'm talking you. about. <laughs> I'm glad we got to do this trip too. It was fun. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> glad i got to do this trip too and be around my family Aww. i don't know what else to say <laughs> yeah i don't know this trip was it was nice it was it was relaxing but also i mean strenuous because the hiking and whatnot but I mean, wyoming's beautiful like i didn't even like know what wyoming was so to speak <laughs> you thought it was the midwest <laughs> i thought it was like the midwest <laughs> but it's not the midwest but um it's a long drive I just knew it was a state in the U.S. somewhere. I'm glad we were able to provide this education opportunity (laughs) to fill in where your high school fell off every day. Do you know the capital of Wyoming? No. We talked about it. We did? The other day. Kenzie, you could have enlightened me. Wait. No, I don't remember. (laughs) 
I just remember talking Wait, about oh it. Oh my gosh. I looked up the population. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't remember the name though. <laughs> population was like in, this, in the what? Cheyenne. Nice. Oh, Cheyenne. Okay. <laughs> I obviously I learned it. a lot on this trip. I did. I did learn a lot. Um, yeah, trip was fun. Uh, definitely love Wyoming now. Uh, hopefully next time uh, I'm on the podcast, I've learned something new and have something actually insightful to say. Uh, <laughs> to gather uh, your thoughts you are insightful. Yeah, maybe. You gotta um, go back, Jacob. What? Yeah, I'm gonna put a plug in for Shumway Farms. They got really, really good ice cream. <laughs> oh, yeah, that it's like homemade, delicious. like fresh farm ice cream, they super also, creamy. They have they baby also, cows. Yeah, you can be friends with. Yeah, they it's got baby cute. cows. They got cheese curds. They got pints of ice cream, quarts of ice cream. Why are we just giving free advertisement milk? to this thing? Because it's unsponsored. <laughs> it is delicious. So let's see, who do we gotta we gotta thank for this trip? Uh, Mama Gray. Number yes. one person we got to thank for this trip. Round of applause. Round of applause. <laughs> uh, Jackson Hole Whitewater. Yes. Jackson Hole Resort. Uh, Yellowstone National Park. Katie, our guy. Whoop, whoop. Go Katie. Good luck in your wedding, wedding number tomorrow. Her potentially fake wedding. <laughs> she probably lied, but just get more money. Uh, Katie. Uh, who else do we have to thank for this uh, awesome time? Ryan. The tectonic plates are making some amazing <laughs> mountains. Audrey. We do the have to thank the Earth plates. for pushing up the Tetons and creating an amazing place to go play. The mm -hmm. Teton, the Grand Teton. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys, as 20-year-olds, still are willing to go on road trips with your parents and enjoy time. Um, I think there's a lot of value in that and us spending time together and for so many reasons, a hundred different reasons, but getting out in the mountains and being able to play together, to me, that is just one of the, one of the greatest things that we get to do um, as a family. And uh, I just appreciate your willingness to do that. And uh, we're gonna keep doing it as long as we can. And um, maybe someday we'll get to do it with grandbabies. <laughs> not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. I'm not talking about soon. I'm not asking for soon. I'm just saying someday. All right. I love you guys. Good night. Well, that's all I have for tonight. Hope you enjoyed uh, this episode with the youth that are in my life. These guys keep me young and keep me on my toes. And I'm always impressed by their energy and their enthusiasm for life and their excitedness about the future and their apprehension about the future. Uh, to me, those are such wonderful aspects of being 20. I think we all reflect back on our youth and think, man, what could I have done differently? And I'm just grateful that they're willing to go out and do hard things and put themselves in difficult situations and learn and grow. Uh, this is something that I hope we all continue to do. So consider that and go get some.